The primary purpose of the matter over mind experience is to educate. It doesn't constitute advice or services. Before making any changes, please consult a medical or dietary professional. Nutrition, gut health, mental health, hormones, and so much more. These all play roles in sustainable weight management. So, I scour the globe for top experts in fitness, health, and weight loss to bring to you this podcast. So, take a seat and enjoy the ride. Welcome to another episode of the Math Overmind Experience. I'm your host, master trainer and weight management expert, Narado Zico Powell. And I have another fantastic guest for you today. A two-timer, actually. She was on the show before it was even on YouTube, right? So if you didn't hear my first interview with Zora the Explorer, check it out. We She dropped some amazing information. And whenever a guest is as awesome as Zora, I asked her to come back for a second time. So here we go. See, Zora is a sports nutrition coach, gerontologist. And when I interviewed her the last time, I'd never heard the term gerontologist. I'm like, what the heck is that? You really got to explain that to us. So she's going to break that down. Aging expert. And she has a fantastic podcast that she's going to tell you about as well. So some of the topics we're going to talk about today are three tips for weight loss. Why Why a lot of women struggle to lose weight especially during menopause, even pre-menopause. So we got some stuff that she's going to talk about. How to lose weight during menopause, her eating and longevity, oh, I messed that up, sorry. Her eating and longevity cookbook and a whole lot more. And with that being said, Zora, my friend, welcome to the show. Thank you, Narado. It's been a pleasure to be on the podcast the first time, and I'm so excited to talk to you again about this topic, which so many women do come to me with this problem. So I'm ready to rock and roll. I'm ready. But before we get into the topics today, I want to ask a question, Zora the Explorer, because I absolutely love your name. And for those who are not familiar with you, how did that name even come about? Oh my gosh, that was that was when I was in Hong Kong doing Periscope. This was the first live streaming before it came onto Facebook and Instagram. And I was named this by somebody who was following me. And they would watch my videos go exploring through Hong Kong and, and Asia and, and uh, moving around. And they just said, you're an explorer, Zora the Explorer. And it just kind of stuck. And I've been that way. It's been always been on my social media handles until I got the blue badge with Facebook. And they said, you have to change your name to your real name, not just Zora the Explorer. So that kind of, <laughs> I had to been pushed to the side. I had to become Zora Benamu. But, but if you Google Zora the Explorer, you'll always find me. Yeah, and, and honestly, for the years that I've known you, I still can't pronounce your last name. So yours always going to be Zora the Explorer to me. Well, <laughs> <laughs> let's it. get into this puppy. Let's get into this puppy. Let's talk about weight loss, right? So just quickly tell us, what are three general tips you can give us for weight loss? Oh my gosh, the three. It's so hard to do just three. But my first and most important tip is your mindset. Really, I hate the word weight loss. I'm sorry. It's just, especially women who are struggling with this, because that's the goal. Let's lose weight. And then if it doesn't happen, we're very, very frustrated. So my mindset is we're going to build muscle. We're going to build strength and we're going to build power. That will be our goal. That is very achievable. That's going to happen. And weight loss is just a number, right? We stand on a scale. And I know you've talked about this before. It's just a number. Muscle weighs more than fat. And so you may not even lose weight or you may not lose a lot of weight, but your whole body composition can change when you get in the mindset of building muscle power and strength. So 
I love to ditch that word because unless you have a body composition scale where you can measure the fat percentage and measure the muscle percentage, not just look at the number on the scale, then you're going to get a, a much more realistic picture of what's happening to your body and your clothes are fitting better and you're going to have a much better mindset. And there's so many other benefits that come with building muscle and power and strength. And you're going to be much more happy with that. If that's just the, if we change the focus, the weight loss, and that's just our fat loss or whatever it is that you want. That's just going to be a byproduct. So that's my number one tip. Yeah. You want to say something about that? <laughs> I know. Honestly, I do have something to say about that because I wanted to talk about the scale for a little bit, because even if you have one of those, which by the way, most of them are completely inaccurate. Um, they're very off, but it does give you a, a guide, right? To get some, some people say, if you, at least if you're improving on the scale that you're using, that should help you. But that can also get into your psyche. So just be very careful of that as well. Cause you're like, Oh, I didn't lose any fat this month. Oh, I didn't build any muscle this month. Oh, this didn't happen. And it just really started to, it, it really can, it, it interrupt you. I, not, I'm not a word interrupt what I'm using. It can, it can, what's what I'm looking for here? It can, it can hijack your your goals. And yes, it can, hijack it can, your mindset, right? And it also it it uh it can make or break your day by just looking at number whether it's muscle fat or 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 just your weight. And so there are people who do really well just stepping on a scale, and they enjoy the data, and it doesn't really make a difference in their mindset. But there are a lot of people who who do. So that's when you just ditch that. Your clothes will tell you what what how you're doing. Your 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 mood will tell you how you're doing. You're just looking in the mirror. That's I think a much better measure of your muscle muscle mass or your strength and your power. I mean you'll see that in the gym or lifting up your groceries or climbing up a, a flight of stairs. You'll notice it just in yourself and your body much better than let's just focus on a number on a scale. So I, I agree with you with that in that sense. It's it depends on you really on your 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 attitude and your relationship with these types of scales. Cool. Go ahead. I'm a tip number two. I'm, tip, I'm number right two. There with you. tip number two. Okay. So we're talking specifically about women. Then I would say, take a look at your hormones. All right. Your hormones and your weight or your muscle mass, your power, your strength, your fatigue, all of this stuff is, is really uh, very, very closely tied to your hormones. So if you're a woman still cycling and you want to take a look at your cycle, how you, the, when, when does the period start? When does it end? When is it coming? And you're going to start to track this. Please women go and get an app like, um, uh, what's the one, the one I use clue C L U E just go on something like that and, or get a piece of paper and pen, and you're going to start tracking your cycle and you're going to start noticing some, some things that are similar each month. Okay. You're going to notice some trends. And because when, especially when we're going through perimenopause, which is five years before you hit menopause. And just to give you a little short lesson on menopause, menopause is just a one day event. It's when you've hit 12 months, consecutive months without a period. Okay. And because sometimes women are, well, very often most women are going through perimenopause is you have a period and then you don't have it for three more, four months. And then it comes back and you think you're in going in menopause and you're not yet. And it's really a stupid marker is just to say that one day event. And when that sort of happens at 12 consecutive months, then you are technically postmenopausal. So perimenopause is usually five years before you hit menopause. And the average age for menopause is 51. And so you're probably in your late 40s, you're having these fluctuations, but it's that's just an average. So, so many women are, are already in perimenopause in their early 40s. Even late 30s is not unusual. So I would love for women to really start tracking their cycle, looking for trends, because when we start to lose estrogen, which is happens, our sex hormones, we start to lose estrogen, we start to lose testosterone, we start to lose progesterone. These are muscle building, muscle supporting 
hormones. They do a lot of other things, but when it comes to building muscle and strength and burning fat, it's really, really important that we understand our hormones. So uh, if you're cycling, for example, when you want to lift heavy weights, and I'm sure Narada, you know about this too, you want to hit the middle of your cycle. This is sort of day somewhere between day 12 and 14, that's when testosterone is at its peak. And you can really hit your personal best with lifting heavy weights. So that my second tip is really learn about your hormones. And when is a good time to train in order to build muscle mass most optimally. And when you are building muscle mass, well, then there's, um, there's, I know we only have three, there's, 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 there is, I don't want to talk about eating your protein and building, you know, jump, lifting heavy weights. I mean, that's kind of understood. We know we need to do that. And you've just said this over and over again. It's super important. But when I was working with women in their forties in this perimenopause time, they, they were, they were doing this. In fact, they were eating a technique, quote unquote, healthy, and they were training like a mad woman. And what I was finding out is actually they were not sleeping because they were very stressed. So I would love women to uh, focus on sleep hygiene and managing stress. And there's a lot of reasons why and a lot of it has to do with high cortisol levels and high cortisol levels love to hold on to fat, particularly belly fat. So we want to make sure we, we really get good quality and quantity sleep and manage our stress so that our hormones are all balanced. And then we can really build muscle much more easily to burn that fat or to get the body composition that you want. You know, I, the, the topic of sleep seems to come up a whole lot. And whenever I talk about weight loss, I talk about health, it always goes back to sleep. And I've, a lot of times when I have discussions with people and they tell me, you know, they're struggling to lose weight, that's the first place I usually go. I don't even talk about your diet. I talk about sleep. Then I talk about your stress management before I even get into nutrition and all those other wonderful habits that we know about, right? Because if you, no matter if you eat the quote unquote perfect diet, if your sleep sucks, it's not going to do you as much good. Trust me. And like you're saying, with uh, managing stress and cortisol levels and holding on to belly fat, those are very important things. There are, our bodies, when we're stressed, our bodies don't know if we're running from a tiger or if we just didn't sleep well the night before. All it knows is that we're stressed. And that's very important. I'm saying all that to say that on my website, ZikaHell.com, I do have an article on um, how to get quality sleep. It's a free article. So just go on my website, ZikaHell.com, you search sleep and you will read an article. It's, I put it together because it's taken me a lot to study and, and also with, um, with my own practice with my clients to put that together. So, and many people who have read it have told me how it's really helped them because they didn't know the importance of sleep hygiene and that sleep hygiene begins in the morning, not when you're trying to go to sleep. So check it out at my website. That's all I got to say about that. But thank you for those wonderful tips there, Zora. Oh, send that article to me because I just revamped my website and maybe we can, we can post a link to that article because it is super important. You're an athlete and we know that athletes need more sleep than the average person, right? So if you're, if you are training or if you are trying to take care of your health, it, it is that important. And, and I'm not sure if you've spoken about the, the release of growth hormone that happens while we sleep. And I don't remember the actual time, you know, if it was something between it's early evening, I know that. And so if you're robbing yourself of sleep and going to bed at two in the morning, well, you're just not taking advantage of that growth hormone and it'll be much harder to, to build muscle. So I think that's, it's really, and again, we're talking, I'm talking so much about muscle because I, and building muscle because I just want to move away from that weight loss because we want people to understand when you build more muscle, your metabolism is running so much faster. You are going to be burning through the food that you eat and the stored fat and all that. It's just, it's going to be the byproduct. So, you know, I, 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 I don't say so much the word weight loss, but I want people to understand I'm talking about muscle because this is, this is what you really, the direction you want to go and change that mindset. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. In fact, I've, I've had even experts on the show that when I tell them that I eat six meals a day, they look at me like I'm crazy. They're like, oh my gosh, are you snacking? That's not healthy. And I'm like, no, I don't snack. 
if I don't eat six <laughs> meals a day, <laughs> there probably wouldn't be Ezekiel. Okay. So, <laughs> I'll be extremely cracky all the time, but I also train twice a day, sometimes three times a day. So there you go. It kind of works itself out because, you know, I'm a madman. But mm-hmm. so, and yeah. you're right. It's, it's, I, I do for the most part to stay away from the word weight loss because that's why I always say the matter, the matter over mind experience is a weight management show not necessarily just a straight weight loss show, but we also, I also do acknowledge that weight loss is part of the, is part of the equation at some point. So, yeah, you know, and it's, it's the, it's the language that we use and people understand it. And that's why we continue to say it or use it. But, but I, if we can eventually get to the point where we're using that word less and less and start using the other one, I, it would, would change the mindset. So I, I totally get you. And I, I, I have to name certain my, my, my podcast, uh, titles even have to include the word weight loss. I know people will be attracted to that more than building muscle, but they don't understand yet. That's the whole point. <laughs> so we have to sometimes just use that word, but I'd love to transition away from it. Now with the, uh, with the risk of you uh, yelling at me again, let me ask you one more thing, because we've talked a lot about, you know, that your three, your three, your three tips for weight loss, which sounds like you gave us like 10 just a while ago. Wonderful tips, by the way, wonderful tips. But why do women tend to struggle with this? Well, the hormones have a lot to do with it. And that's where we, that's why I ask women to please track your hormones through an app. And once you understand the hormones and then the, and the trends and everyone's individual, even though I say, oh yeah, but you know, between day and 12, 12 and 14, that's when testosterone is high. Well, we all are bio-individual, meaning we all are different. So you have to do your own experiment. And that's what biohacking is all about is, is hacking your biology through self-experimentation. And so that's how you're going to get the best program for yourself and the best protocol for yourself is just by doing things failing. Yeah. Experiments sometimes go wrong, but that's how we learn and we learn more about our body. So really it's women need to go understand their hormones. Now, when it comes to perimenopause and postmenopause, we are losing estrogen, which is a very important hormone for building muscle. And so women who are in perimenopause or postmenopause, and and you can go and test and find out where your hormones are at, how they're behaving, how they're metabolizing. And then if you choose to, you can replace or replenish or top up those hormones that are declining in order to get the benefits. Because when you are in this depleted state of, of hormones, you not only are robbing yourself of building muscle much more easily, but you are maybe having hot flashes or you're getting night sweats and you can't sleep. And so you're obviously tired the next day. And if you're tired, then you get a bit of brain fog. And if you're brain fog, then you're a little bit moody. And then you don't feel like choosing the right foods. You're not up to salmon and broccoli. You go and just take whatever because you've had the poor sleep and the hormones, adrenaline, um, uh, ghrelin and, and leptin, 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 which are appetite regulating hormones are totally off. And then you just are in this vicious cycle. So please, like you don't need to suffer anymore. Some women, uh, actually, I think in my experience in now in this, this, this world, this, world of, of peri and postmenopause is actually most women think they need to suffer through it, just buckle up. And so you don't need to suffer anymore. You just need to find a menopause specialist or a doctor who can guide you through this whole thing. Because if you're going to replenish your hormones, you need to talk to a doctor about this. You don't just go order something on Amazon or pop into the pharmacy and self-experiment. I wouldn't do that. I would, you need the guidance of a doctor. So, but the old, it's old school to think, oh, estrogen causes cancer or uh, hormone therapy is bad for you. This is so old. And unfortunately we are some, some of us are still stuck in that world. So we don't, we don't need to uh, suffer anymore. Nothing, nothing bad is going to happen. You just need the doctor's guidance. So that's the, that's why women really, really struggle. And there is, there is the, your hormones. And, 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 I'm, and even if you're in pre-menopause, which is the time before perimenopause, because peri is around the menopause period, pre-menopause is when you're still cycling and everything's fine. Well, you may get pregnant. You may have, um, some hormonal imbalances and it's not just 
estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, you may want to look at your cortisol because you don't have to wait until you're going through menopause to have cortisol too high. And you may have to look at your thyroid or your thyroid function. And there's so many, so many hormones that you really need to, to pay attention to. And we have to learn, unfortunately, these, this is the first time you've heard of all these words, estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, thyroid, like all of this, you just have to learn. It's not complicated. It can be very complex and you don't have to go deep, but it's just about learning and educating yourself bit by bit through, through books, through talking to your doctors, to, to, uh, talking to, to health experts about your hormonal transition. So that's, that's one, one reason. Another reason that I've, I, I found in my experience coaching women through uh, I hate the word weight loss, but you know, weight loss, that's why they'd come to me is uh, I found out a lot of them are, of course, they're not sleeping and stress. We obviously work on that, but they would fall into this um, zone called, um, uh, oh gosh, um, LEA, right? This is LE, the LEA state, the, um, oh, uh, it's I'm totally having a brain fog moment. Um um, low energy availability, duh, sorry, um, low energy availability or low energy state, LES or LEA. And what's happening is that these women are eating very little food and they're training way too hard. And so what's happening is they're having this hormonal imbalances because your body's not used to that. It thinks it's in a completely stressed out state. It's stress on your body to be fasting too long. It's stress on your body to be eating too little. And it's a stress on the body to exercise, but it's a good stress. We all want, we want all this stuff in balance. If you eat too much, that's also a stress. So we, but we do need to fuel our training and too many women who are going in their forties are sort of heading towards that transition, they do what worked for them before in the past in their twenties and thirties. Well, you eat less, you exercise more. And what's happening, it's not working anymore. And there's too much cortisol running through the body. That's that stress hormone. And again, that's holding on to fat and, and putting you in this um, low energy uh, availability state. So really, I think uh, uh, women, because of the pressure from society and trying to be thin and and yeah, that it's, it's so, so hard and, and men have this problems too, but definitely not as, not as much, you know, you, cause I've have, I have met men who have, um, bulimia, anorexia, food, food, um, struggles as well. So it's not only women, but, but it does happen to a lot of women because of that pressure in society. And I think that's another reason why, why women struggle. There's more of it. I'll stop my mouth right here. <laughs> and you know what? I do have a question for you though, because on the, in your first tip, you're talking about um, hormones and your doctor, right? But yeah. is there a specific doctor that you say someone should seek out in a certain specialization or a general practitioner? What do you think? Uh, usually they're functional medicine doctors uh, or integrative medicine doctors. They sort of go beyond that because the way I understand it um, through my research is in the U.S., 7% of doctors feel confident to guide a woman through menopause. That's really low. And so it doesn't mean all functional medicine doctors know how to do that either. It's just that it's a new thing. I mean, we've had this forever, but it's a new thing to actually speak up and use our voice. And now we have information and, and we, we, we have to get comfortable with speaking to our doctors about menopause. So you got to find a doctor who understands menopause and hormones and knows how to prescribe them. Cause it's not, I don't like these. There are doctors who just give this one standard formula to every woman. And I don't think that's correct. I think we need to tailor make it uh, for our experience and according to our symptoms, according to where our hormones are at. So I love to test, measure, and assess. That's what a biohacking is all about. But you need to see a doctor. And I would say the you can go to the, the Menopause Society of, uh, of North America. You can you just Google that. If you're in North America, if you're in Asia, use Menopause Society of Asia. If you're in Europe, European uh, Menopause Society. There's 
there's so many societies. So you can, through those websites, can find a doctor who specializes in menopause. And if not, you you just interview them. You kind of go through them as, as well. But you you do want to feel confident with what your doctor is prescribing. But I, I'd say even before you go to your doctor, please read up on it. There's so much information out there because there are still many doctors who say, I will not prescribe you hormones until you're actually in menopause. So you got to pretty much suffer and sweat and pad. That's all this pain until you actually get to that point, which is absolutely ridiculous. And then there's some doctors who say, no, it's, it's causes cancer. And that's absolutely a false statement. And we, we can't say that anymore. These are doctors who are just not following the, the, the menopause society guidelines. And so you, you really want to find a doctor who does understand uh, your situation, understands hormones, knows how to prescribe them and get you out of that uh, suffering state. Or you, if you're into, okay, I'm, 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 and, and, and it, you know, I'm not suffering in say the sense of not having hot flashes, but you may have a little bit of brain fog and you think, oh, that's normal aging. It's not normal aging. It's, <laughs> you gotta go, it's probably your hormones. I mean, it could be many other things, but it's a, a box to take off if you are struggling a little bit with that. And don't you don't need to 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 say, oh, this is normal. You'll find so many other benefits when you are able to get your hormones in balance. And you there are people who are not candidates or really not comfortable with hormone therapy. So I don't I don't want to have to pressure anyone. There shouldn't be any shaming whether you do or you don't. You have to choose what's comfortable for you. But there are many other uh, things. There's medicine that you can take and drugs. There's also adaptogens. There's uh, the things that are plants that can help you with whatever symptoms that you are struggling with. But but yeah, definitely yeah, you go. And there's also a4m.com, the A, uh, uh, the number four and then m.com. I think it's .com.org. And that's where you can also find some functional medicine doctors as well. So didn't I tell you that she really knows her stuff? Like, you know, sometimes when I do an introduction, I'm like, man, I feel like I'm maybe like overpromising, right? But I think with Zora, I, I underpromise and then she just overdelivered because she's given us some fantastic information. I mean, yeah. if you're not loving this episode, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, it's absolutely fantastic. But I'm gonna give my friend a little bit of a break though, because we have a couple more things to talk about. Like, how does she address um weight management and um menopause? And also we're gonna talk about her cookbook, her cookbook for longevity. So, and she's gonna give us some snippets from her cookbook as well. So you wanna stick around for that. But let me quickly talk about one of my favorite companies. You know I'm gonna talk about it. I'm gonna talk about Perform. I, you know how much I love Perform. You know how much I love the company, the Amino Co., right? Because their products are 100% science-backed, built on amino acid technology that was first funded by NASA and further refined through rigorous research and independent clinical trials. So yes, Perform is an essential amino acid-based formulation designed to improve muscle performance during exercise, enhance mental clarity and concentration, reduce fatigue and dehydration, and minimize recovery times. And like I told you, your boy goes hard in the paint. I train, I live heavy, practically like two times a day. Sometimes I have to throw in another workout in there, right? So I love this stuff. It really helps me to perform better and to recover better. See, I drink perform more. I, I personally use it as a pre-workout. And the reason why is because it has essential amino acids. It has creatine. And because of the particular mix of essential aminos and creatines, the, the caffeine amount is low in perform compared to 300 milligrams of most pre-workouts. It's just sugar and pre-workouts. I have nothing else because what we don't realize is that essential aminos and creatine can be used for energy. Our bodies can utilize that very well, especially creatine because it's been studied and been around forever and ever and ever. So it's kind of like you just ate like a nice, steak or something like right before your workout but it's already in that free form where it's already delivered where your body doesn't have to break it down so you you combine that with those small amount i think it's about 60 or 70 milligrams of uh, caffeine honestly i double up on it i go about 120 or so 
um, in, in for your workout, and you're like a whole different person. I mean, strength wise, performance wise, and you don't get jittery again because it's not like those those pre workouts that just load you up with sugar and just drop your energy right after. You don't get that jittery feeling. I absolutely love perform. Also, heal that I combine it with, which is like a, sometimes an intro or post workout depending on the day, right? But absolutely love it. Something else I love about the Amino Co is that they do have some all natural flavors. So if you want to stay away from like artificial, artificial flavors and stuff, they have that option for you as well. So, and which is the ones that honestly that I do drink and you will see it on the website. It will say natural flavors. So check out Amino Co. I absolutely love it. There's this, um, research that, uh, that I absolutely love and I always talk about it is a 20% increase in exercise completed. 22% increase in endurance, 11% increase in peak performance during exercise, 10% improvement in cognitive function during exercise. Anything your boy can use more of is definitely that cognitive function. I tell you that, right? So check out their website. It's aminoco.com slash Zico Health. You click on it, see this beautiful face just smiling at you, right? And better than that, you get 30% off. They're fantastic products. And because, you know, I try to be a nice guy, I will make sure that the website is in the description of the episode. So you can click on there and get your 30% off. And with that being said, we're moving back to the re- to the regular scheduled programming. But Zora, I see you had your hand up. So what did you have to say? Can I comment on Aminoco? Because this is, I heard, first heard about it through you with the first podcast. So I went to go research it and it's like, oh, this is really good. But I'm in Europe and I can't get it, which is a bit of a problem. But I listened to a podcast, another podcast, and I, uh, w- with uh, the founder and researcher of organize, uh, the, the formulator of this product, I was blown away. I was really blown away what he had to say and how this is not just an essential amino acid like anything else you'd buy in the market. This has been formulated with the right dosages of certain amino acids that are important. And because if you have too much or too little and it's not in the right combination with the others, it doesn't have the same effect on your body or your muscle mass or anything. I, and I was, I was really surprised. And so I, and I'm also blown away. They give 30% off or you give 30% off. That's pretty amazing. I don't know any other product that gives such a big discount. And, uh, and so I'm dying to try this myself. I would say that is my number one choice when I, when I can get it. So I, I'm really excited to try it. And I want to thank you for, for introducing me to Amino Co. Oh, thank you. No, I, I love it. And it's funny because everybody knows that if I recommend something, it's because I use it and I definitely believe in it. I don't know if this, the Dr. Robert Wolf is probably the, um, the person that you listen to because I had him on my show. So, but it wasn't on my episode that you listened to him, was it? No, no, I didn't. And I got to go and listen to it. Yes, to yours because it, it just, I don't think, I don't know if it's it just the way it popped up and, uh, the other one. And I was like, okay, I'll listen to it. So, uh, but yeah, I'm going to go listen to yours now. See, she's cheating on me, everybody. She's cheating on me. See, she's with, I thought we were friends. We're twinning with the same blue shirts and everything. And she's over here hurting my feelings or listening to all the podcasters. I mean, what's going on here? But back to the regular schedule program. So let's talk about menopause, right? Because this series is a hot topic and I, and already we know how, how much you know about this stuff. So just give us some ideas of how do you address it with women that are in menopause? So we always go back to test measure assess it would test know where you're at and some people are like you know what i don't need to test i know <laughs> i'm struggling with this i've got all symptoms so it depends on your doctor and it depends on what you're comfortable with i like to test uh both the blood and the urine to see how your hormones are are are, are reacting and so i'm talking about estrogen progesterone and testosterone you need those yes women do need testosterone and so through a blood test that's quite simple and that's something your doctor doesn't quite give you the whole picture because your your hormones when you test them through a urine test it actually tells you how they're metabolizing because it's not just estrogen we have three major uh, estrogens in our body there's e1 e2 e3 and so we want to see that they are quote unquote behaving the way they should because they can go down they can be metabolizing and going down pro cancer pathways and in bad pathway you don't want to be 
in that pathway. So that's why a doctor really needs to understand how to prescribe and what to prescribe. And you want to know where you're going. And there's things that you can do in order to mitigate any of those negative effects if you happen to be going down that that pathway. So when I work with women, I try to understand where they're at, what are their symptoms, what's happening. It's there's a list of like a hundred symptoms that can happen, uh, but the major ones are though the unexplained weight gain because women will say I, I'm eating the same thing I've always done and now I suddenly gain weight. Um, and then there is the uh, brain fog. Then there is mood fluctuations, and there could be uh, hot flashes and night sweats. Those are generally the major ones. And then there's joint issues and there's uh, a lot of other things, but it's not like we have all of these all at the same time. You can have one, you can have two, you can have multiple ones. Maybe some of them are extremely uh, uh, painful and they're very strong. And then some people kind of barely notice them at all. And some women go through menopause and they feel nothing and they don't notice a thing. So I want to break a little bit that stereotype as well, uh, that we're all going to be doomed and fall off a cliff when we when we lose all our hormones. Now there's plenty of women who have absolutely zero experience in in that transition and they just sail through it quite smoothly. So the first thing I do is okay, where are you at and where are your hormones at? If we can test because the the urine test is called the Dutch test, the D U T C H dried urine test of comprehensive hormones, that will give you a lot of information, but it is very expensive. So uh generally people do this once a year, but you don't have to do this. I've interviewed plenty of doctors who say, "You know what? I don't treat the data, I treat the symptoms." I want to know if the person feels bad, I'm going to help that person. So when once we do that, well, then you can choose, okay, hormone therapy is one, but I always say you can't out hormone a bad diet and lifestyle. Okay. If you can please get that foundation that you and I talk so much about in terms of your nutrition, your exercise, your sleep, your stress management, your community, your purpose in life, knowing yourself, all of this stuff is, is really get that foundation that then the whatever it is that you're going to do, whether it's a hormone therapy or some biohack or some, you know, add in amino acids, for example, well, then they're going to work much better if you create this environment in your body that's very receptive to these treatments and to to whatever hack you want to do. So really, that's that's what I try to get all my clients to do is to please, no matter whether you're going to try to take a shortcut through hormone therapy or, or not, I want them to get their sleep hygiene on, meaning they want to have some routine at night before they go to bed. It's not just look at your phone or your computer, close it, and then expect to fall asleep. So many women struggle with sleep during this transition, and we don't need to be adding fuel to the fire. So please get your, your sleep hygiene on. And some people can't sleep because they're really stressed. It's not a hot flash. It's just they're waking up at two or three in the morning with some crazy problem that they haven't addressed during the day. And then that wakes the body wakes them up at night to try to, to solve the problem. So getting a, a routine, I, I like to recommend uh, journaling before bed. I know it sounds so kooky, um, but it really, really works. It's what I, the feedback that I've gotten so much back on. And then there's, you know, maybe some people like a tea, some people like to take supplements, some people uh, like to listen to music, meditation, red light therapy, you know, I'm in the whole biohacking space. So we, we have, you know, the, the hot, cold contrast showers or just a hot bath. There's so many things that we can do to get better sleep, but really get your sleep hygiene on. And, and that's usually very often stress and sleep go hand in hand. And getting a healthy diet, but exercise is such a magic bullet too. If it, it helps control the blood sugar, uh, rises and falls, it tries to equilibrate e- 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 the, the whole, the sugar rush that happens when we eat food just in general. But women who are going through peri and postmenopause have, um, um, have struggle with their, their blood sugar. They become insulin resistant, meaning they can't eat as much. Uh, 
of carbs. Let's say I hate the word using demonizing carbs. It's carbs are great. Carbs are good for you. But let's talk about those, those processed refined carbohydrates. We're not able to, to manage them as well as we did when we were younger. So we need to regulate our blood sugar levels. And, and so getting uh, exercise does some magic for that to, to control that. So I, I really would highly recommend that as well. And, and that gives you energy, builds you, gives you more mitochondria, which is your powerhouse of your cells. And so if you have more energy, then you can do more things and you'll be happier. And it's just this whole cascade of wonderful things when you are able to exercise. And exercise, again, is a broad term. Like, what does that really mean? It's different for different people at different times of their lives. And and you can't compare an 80-year-old man to a 25-year-old woman. (laughs) Their exercise routines will probably look a little bit different. But that is such a great magic bullet for women going through menopause because women who have excess body fat, they mean too much because we need some body fat, but having too much, they tend to have more hot flashes. So that's just one, one example. And, and if you can control the hot flashes through managing your weight or getting, building that muscle, well, then you're going to sleep better. And when you sleep better, you, you make better food choices. And when you make better food choices, you, you're happier and, and the hormones are, are all more balanced and, and all that. So that's, uh, really, I try to get that foundation. And, and one, one thing I think, particularly women going through menopause or through that transition, they are, have their, if they have a family, kids are a bit older. They don't need to change diapers anymore, rush their kids to school very often. They can do that on their own. Or maybe you've been uh, working on your business or your career and, and you're kind of burnt out and you need, you're, you're going through a life transition. It's not just hormones, but things are changing. Kids are leaving the home. If you were a mother and that was your role, then that role is taken away from you. And we've been so focused on all our lives on a family or a job, uh, other people. If you're in this sandwich generation, which is a woman generally in her fifties who are taking care of children still who are at home, maybe they're teenagers, but they're also dealing with aging parents. And that's a huge, huge stress on that woman. So when you're getting through this period, this life transition, you really don't have time for anything else. So I want women to step back. And if you find the time, uh, if you can, which is you usually do have a little bit more time as you, as you get older, you're not changing the diapers anymore. You can take time to get to know yourself. What do I want? Not what's best for the family or best for my parents. You need to know what's best for you. And you never ask yourself that when you're raising a family or building your career. It's, it's really time for, for women to step back and, and, and get to know themselves better. And there's many ways to do that. So I won't go into it, but I want them to really focus on themselves because when you focus on yourself, the, the hormones start to balance. And then we're able to have a, a much easier transition into, into menopause. Fantastic information. I, I love that, everyone. If you don't, like I say, if, you, if you're not familiar with Zora's work, we're going to talk later about how you can access her website and start to learn more because, I mean, she's dropping a bomb of knowledge on us, everyone. So thank you so much again for that, Zora, which leads me to my last like big question because we want to talk about the aging because we know menopause is definitely connected to aging. I mean, it has to be, right? But you also have a cookbook about aging. So tell us more about it. Um, I, w- I want to ask you something before we go into that, because I, I'm curious to know, hear your opinion. Is that, can I ask you? Go ahead. What, uh, so one thing that I, that's running around the media and people are hearing more about are quote unquote weight loss peptides. And I'm in the biohacking space and we love peptides in general for so many things, but we have these semiglutides. Uh, like Ozempic is, is, is a name or, um, trisepatide or some of these things. What is your opinion on that for, you know, weight loss? To be honest with you, I don't have one because I, I haven't done a, enough studies on, uh, on peptides. Hmm. So. Okay. Do you want me to talk about them? Go ahead. <laughs> I, I'm going to connect you to a, a peptide expert because I've interviewed so many people on this. 
And it's such a hot topic. And I think these days you can't talk about weight loss without talking about peptides because people are so confused. There's a lot of information out there that's conflicting. It seems that there's two camps. There's, you know, the pros and those like cons and they're against it or people who love it. And the take that I get on it is, is that there are people who are doing the right thing. They are doing everything that we're saying and they still struggle with their weight. They're, they're insulin resistant. They still are just kind of stuck. And there are people who are massively obese and they really need a, a help with this. And this is why I think this is a really good thing to help those people. It's not a replacement. It's not sort of to, to not exercise and diet. And, and I'm, and I'm afraid this is where it goes wrong is because that's what's happening. People are still eating their shitty diet and not exercising and they're losing weight. And, and I don't like that. I want people to use the peptides to their advantage while they are uh, trying to clean up their diet and exercise and sleep and manage their stress and all that, because it's kind of like a crutch. I think it could really help people jumpstart that, uh, that lifestyle. And so I think it's really good, but it can really go wrong. And I think this is where people get confused. And when somebody puts their poll in the, the, the con camp, they will say things like, you lose muscle mass. Well, not necessarily. Uh, you, you can, if that's, if you're not exercising, you're not eating your protein. Yes. You're going to lose weight. You're going to lose the fat and you're going to lose the muscle, which I think is, is the big problem, but it doesn't have to be. So if you want to explore peptides, uh, and if you've done all the right things, or if you're really struggling and you want a little crutch, you can go talk to a peptide specialist uh, or a doctor, uh, because you got to be careful because people are, it's like the wild west out there. There are people who can, you can buy these things and you just, and you inject yourself with this liquid uh, peptide and, and, and peptides are, are generally pretty safe, but you don't know where people are getting they're sourcing their peptides and it, who knows what's in there. So really I would ask people to do their due diligence, talk to their doctor or talk to a real um, uh, trustworthy peptide specialist. I know a few of them and I can connect you, but that's where I think it's a really good thing and it could be a really bad thing. And and I really think people who are struggling with the way doing all the things, it, it may be a great, great solution for them as well. I apologize. I apologize. I was on mute, everyone. <laughs> I was trying to switch back <laughs> off mute for that. So I completely apologize. But thank you for sharing that. And with and I do have um what's her name? Um you introduced me last year. Natalie Nidham. Natalie. I have had yes. I actually have had Natalie on the show, not on the YouTube, but she's on my original podcast. So if you if you're interested in peptides, go ahead and check out that episode as well, because Natalie has some fantastic information and she also have her Instagram page. And I'll let her as the expert really feel those type of questions there. Right. So well, with that being said, though, I want to talk about you before we get out of here, because I think this episode is going is going to go on for now and, and until the rest of the day. So <laughs> let's talk about your cookbook a little bit. Can you just give us some explanation of, you know, yes, how did you come up with this and what are. How did you come up with these recipes? This is a cookbook I made in in 2017. I was I was in the biohacking. That was my thing: biohacking and aging and longevity. Like that was everything I wanted. And it so the cookbook is designed for men and women. It's not like only women or women only in menopause. It's for everyone. And it is, it brings on all the knowledge that I gained through uh, all my research to create easy recipes that people can follow in order to increase their chances of a long health span. I'm not sure if we talked about this before, health span versus lifespan. Lifespan is the number of years you live and health span is the number of years you live full of vitality, free of disease and and a, a good quality of life. And as it is today, it's about 50 years old. And then we start taking medicine. We start to have heart problems. We start to have uh, insulin resistance and we have diabetes and all the people are just starting to take their medications around the age 50. We want to push that 
later on in life, closer to 80, uh, and have a very short period of disease and then just die and fall off the planet in a very short time. So we don't want to have this 30 year of struggle and medicine. So I created the cookbook with health span in mind, using ingredients, uh, I don't want to call them superfoods or things that have been shown in the literature to be very anti-inflammatory or uh, helpful for, for our hormones or helpful for, uh, for, for our brain, you know, for all these issues that we get concerned about as we age in terms of arthritis or, or um, Alzheimer's or heart disease. So I've created it with, with also uh, enough protein in mind, because that's as we age, we tend to lose our muscle mass and it's not because, I mean, sarcopenia is not because of age. It's because we're not moving anymore. We become so sedentary that we're just not building the muscle anymore. And because, well, women have lost their hormones. So we're, we're struggling with this as well. Even when we do try, we don't seem to build it as much as we could. So we need to make sure we have enough protein. So I made the recipe. So for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, we have enough protein. And I have, it's a, it's also a meal planner and a lot of information. It's not just a cookbook. It gives you the reasons why we want to add some of these foods or some of these spices or some of these herbs, some of these uh, things that maybe you can only find in a health shop or, or maybe whole foods, if you have, or some other place, you can order a lot of things on Amazon these days that you have to, you can incorporate them in, in an easy way because some people are like, well, I don't know what to do with um, reishi mushroom powder. Like, I don't know, you put it in a coffee, you put it in, you know, how, how do you eat it? So I give you a lot of recipes on how to to incorporate some of these these superfoods into, into your daily life. And uh, there's just a lot of information. So it's not just a cookbook, but it explains the reasons why we want to incorporate these as well. So, and I can show you a little sample if you want to see. If you want to show a couple, that's fine. Yeah. Um, I, you have to a- enable my screen. Oh, one moment. Uh, we have to pause on that because that I actually do not okay. know how to do. So let's oh, do this. Okay. Let's do this. Let's do this. Tell my audience, how can they learn more about your work and even get a copy of your cookbook? Yes. Okay. So you can uh, go to hackmyage.com. You'll find menopause programs, uh, depending on the symptoms you have. You can go find the cookbook. You can find the the longevity master plan, which includes the cookbook. So you have all, all, all of all of this. And if you want to use a code, we can give you a code Zico uh, for 10% off. Is that a good code? Z-E-C-O? Zico, that's perfectly fine. Yes. Yeah. You can get 10% off of anything you find in there, whether it's a program or it's uh, the cookbook or anything like that. You can um, use that. So I'll activate that code as soon as we we finish. And I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, <laughs> LinkedIn. I'm on, on TikTok. I'm on YouTube. And it's always hack my age. Perfect. And of course, I'm going to make sure that all this information is in the show notes. Seekerhealth.com slash hack my age too, because you know, hack my age was the first one, if my memory serves me correctly. So Zikahell.com slash hack my age too. And of course, the show notes are going to be in the description of the episode as well. I'll make sure I'll put the code Zico um, there as well for you get for your 10% discounts. And thank you so much for sharing that. That's absolutely fantastic. Everybody knows Zico is spelled Z-E-C-O, nice and simple. But with that being said, Zora, thank you for being here. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, everybody, for watching. And I promise you, I will have her back for another episode. And with that, enjoy the rest of your day, fam. Thank you. Thanks for joining the Matter Over Mind experience. If you got good content out of this or any of my shows, save, subscribe, and share it with anyone who needs this information. Remember, always take the scenic route and enjoy the ride.